Nothing in between podcast. You can call me Stretch. Today, I am joined by our marketing director, Peter Lovejoy. It's good to be here, Stretch. Thanks for having me. Peter, the reason TC and I hired you is because you are a fellow dream chaser like us. Thank you. I appreciate that. You are. You really are. Tell the great folks listening out there a little bit more about you and the things you're working towards. Ever since I was a little kid, you know, I've always wanted to just like take that next step. You know, when I started, um, when I was like five years old, for instance, I started playing hockey. Um, one of the things I loved about playing hockey was just, you know, the speed, the physicality, you know, it was just, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, since I started playing, I just wanted to just get to that next level. I mean, it was when I was on the B team, the next step was getting on the A team. Once I was on the A team, well, that wasn't good enough. You had to try to start, you know, looking at other travel teams, looking at higher competitions, making sure you went to camps and stuff like that to make sure you're just always pushing, you know, always getting better. And, um, you know, it got to the point where, you know, when I got into high school hockey, you know, it, it was just, it was like almost at the pinnacle of where um, all I had, the ne- my next my next step was really just rebuilding a team. Um, I got put on a, a, a high school team where, our record was very poor. We hadn't won a game in a few years um, for me getting up there. And then, you know, starting freshman year, we just kind of p- tried putting, the, you know, my nose to the grindstone and everyone just tried hammering down until we could get those wins. But, you know, it was it was tough because it didn't happen overnight. Um, there was two years, my, my freshman and my sophomore year of high school were, were rough because we still didn't win games. It seemed like everything that we tried didn't work, and it was kind of you got hit with a roadblock. Still putting the work in, though. Well, you still put in the work in, and I think that's I think that's something that's really important because um, it paid off eventually, it, right? It did pay off eventually. And uh, is it true that you became the captain? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's true that I did become the captain. Um, I think that there were a lot of people who were very deserving of kind of the, of the sea there, but humble man. <laughs> But they 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 gave it to me, and you know I think that you earned know, it. I think that the you know one of the reasons that they they did give it to me is that, it, um, you know I I really I I guess I really did kind of push a, a sense of just you know working hard. I wanted everyone to work hard, and I I think that um I think that that translated over. I mean you you've got people who um lead by example, and people who lead by lead by you know, you know, just expressing and and um, you know, giving orders, for instance. And you were an actions guy. I was, I was a little bit of both. I think I definitely gave my fair share of <laughs> um, of uh, pep talks at uh, we you need know those? in between we need those periods. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, a lot of cursing, a lot of uh, trying to get everyone pumped up. But you know, in a lot of ways, it's, it's selective cursing. It's selective cursing, exactly. But I think in a lot of ways, what really gets the job done at the end of the day was. Uh, is really just is is showing is you know leading by example. I think that's something that also one of my one of my great all time great teammates Jacob Maliki, one of the another guy who really goes after his goals and really goes gives the next level in anything that he's trying to do. Whether it's you know his job, whether it's school, whether it's hockey, he just always pushing forward and trying to get better. I just can't say enough for that guy. I mean, it's one of the things that the two of us really did on that team was really just. Just lead by example and push, and you know you you're down by a couple of goals, and the only thing you can do is try to get back one at a time. You know, make the next play. You know, start with smaller goals, and then you know once you reach up, you you'll be surprised what you can do once you kind of hit. You know, start checking things off off the checklist. And I think it was beneficial for both of you to have two two extremely hardworking people together, not just to compete with each other, but to make everybody else see, hey, this is what happens. When you work your tail off, you get to it every day. You always keep improving. And like you said in the beginning, you're always looking for the next goal. You achieve something. You don't take too long to celebrate. 
you don't have that championship or celebration hangover as we've seen many sports teams do you're always worried about what's next and that's infectious in the I, best possible way absolutely as a matter of fact you know now that we're you know we're talking about it, i'm kind of reminded of about one of my other friends growing up um his name's david abanez unfortunately he recently passed away but i have to say that was something that um especially like looking back on his memory and, and really thinking about him is that that's something that he would do i mean this was a kid that um, when he got into high school, you know, he he wasn't the strongest, fastest. He wasn't anything of the sort, but he loved hockey and he loved and he loved his friends and he loved his teammates. They were his life. And I think that that's something that's um, that, that pushed him. And um, you could see that every single day um, he just kept pushing himself to get better and better, not for himself, but for everyone around him. And when you have some, you know, when you have that kind of work ethic, and you're really able to just take take it step by step, I mean, by the end of the year, he was the fastest kid on the team, he was the strongest kid on the team, and and he was probably you know one of the best players that I've ever gotten a chance to play with. Is it fair to say David's passion for the game led to his incredible work ethic? Absolutely, I think that I mean, it was not only his passion for the game, but I think it was his passion for his teammates. I mean, he was one of the type of players that made you feel really safe on the ice, and because just that's, you knew that if David was on the ice, that he was going to do absolutely everything he could to make sure you were okay and that you guys were going to that you guys were going to succeed. And I think that um, I think that those the, those types of people are very um, hard to find, and um, if you if you get a chance to know one of them, you're you're pretty lucky. One of the things I talked about on the introduction to dream chasing episode last week was about trusting the process, loving the process, and trusting the people you were working with. So how did how did David, how did Jacob, and how do you become great teammates? Because that only that only not only makes you better, that makes everyone around you better. Well, I think it's um, interesting when you say like stuff like trust the process because it I think definitely something you know. Um, that I experienced growing up playing playing high school hockey in particular is that it's it's definitely tough to trust the process t- sometimes because, I mean, for instance, um, my junior year um, playing on the team, you know, I'd just been named captain. You think, like, things are, are going, you know, you're playing well, but you, you're still not picking up the wins. You guys are getting – we're getting close. We're tying games. We're, we're really in there. We'll lose by one goal or something like that. And Setbacks are inevitable. And, and you, get, you get a little, like – distraught because like you you think that you're trusting the process and you should be winning like you should be you everything is is clicking but for whatever reason you're not getting the results that you need but I think that is it's important to realize that um that that's the kind of work that you need to keep doing in order to succeed because as soon as you say that you know this if you trust you say you're trusting the process and all of a sudden you you know you're getting to a point where you're plateauing a little bit you can see room for improvement but you're just kind of you're a little shaken, you know, um, and then you stop. All that hard work is gone. And I think that what really pushed us over the end and really um, ended up getting the wins is, like you said, trusting the process. I mean, the more work, the more time you have you spend with your teammates, the more time you spend working on whatever you're doing, whether it's hockey or, you know, arts or, you know, your writing, whatever, whatever it is, the more work, the better, because even if you fail, you're working on it. You're you're learning, you're training. And I think that that's, you know, the only reason people do succeed. I mean, it's the only reason that people get drafted number one in, in, in any draft. It's because those are the guys who, who worked harder than everyone else. So I think that um, what kind of goes off of, you know, trusting the process is trying to be a good teammate. Um, 
for instance, when you know when we started to pick things up, or you know my junior senior year, um, like I mentioned before, my teammates, you know, David and Jacob, it wasn't just like I was the only one who was really you know trying to push everyone to the next level. And when you've got like two or three people who are really trying, who really feel the same way and are really able to build the same way together, I mean that's what that's what really makes a difference. You mean you, I think you see it in in every aspect of life. Well, you know, one person can't get everything done by himself, and that's why you need teammates, and that's why teammates are so important, especially because you're going to find times in your life where where like we were talking about earlier, where you feel like you plateaued, where you feel like everything you've done hasn't gotten you where you need to be, and there's really no other avenue, and you can't figure out what you can do next. And that's when, you know, having friends and having teammates is really important because it's amazing what another pair of eyes can really show you. Um, you know, we talked about leading by example before. There was definitely times in my junior year and my senior year where we would be in a game situation. We'd be down by a goal. I would have I would think that I had done everything I could, you know, to, to try to do it, and it wasn't enough. And then all of a sudden, you'd see Jacob poke the puck away, give that extra, at the end of the shift, he poked the puck away, and you'd think that, you know, it, you know, you think in your mind, like, Jacob, jump the puck, get off the ice, you know, you're tired. But then he would just, you know, skate his, skate his butt off, get to, the, get to the puck himself, take it around, go around a guy, and just score the goal. I mean, you give that extra effort, I mean, and that just, pumps you back up and all of a sudden your your energy is back you're ready to get you know ready to get back out there and you know I think that's some stuff that's really valuable about being a part of a team and having teammates because you just you learn from them and you get and you you watch other people succeed and that that pushes you to want to succeed yourself Um, and I think that's really valuable. Last week I talked about being a competitor not just from an athletic perspective but in everything you're trying to do whether you're competing with yourself against someone else or against the world You've got to have that competitive mindset, some way to drive you to, to further achieve your goals. So because you are a competitor, and everyone really loves it about you, except your opponents, of course, what is the ultimate goal for you? What is the pinnacle? What's something you've always wanted to achieve? What is that dream you're chasing? Well, it's, it's interesting that you say pinnacle because um, I think that in a lot of ways um, – my my dream is is like not having an, an end. I want to keep improving at whatever I'm doing, no no of matter course. what it is. Absolutely. And I think that that in a lot of ways that is my ultimate goal. Um, I want to be able to look back at my life and say that I've never stopped and I never got I never got satisfied with where I was because I think that in everything that you do, whether it's hockey, whether it's you know I'm studying film production, so whether it's you know creating um, you know movies or or editing, you know, all of these different things, I don't think you can always get better. And I think that that's something that, um, I think that's in a lot of ways, that's like you said, that's my dream. Um, I'm, I think that my, honestly, that goes to with my, what my biggest fear is. I think my biggest fear is getting happy, um, getting satisfied with like where I am and then just kind of forgetting that I can get better. Um, you know, just kind of being okay with what I'm doing. And, um, you know, I want to, it's funny cause you, I, I'm someone who always wants to drive, perfect, uh, drive for perfection. Absolutely. With, um, you know, which is funny cause you know, when you really think about it, it's impossible, know, it's impossible to, you know, to um, be perfect, but I, it's that drive for perfection that, um, that makes you become like a better person, whether it's, you know, like I said, through hockey, through art, through whatever you want to do. Mistakes are going to happen, but it's all I'm not caring. I feel, I feel like if you messed up, you know, you get frustrated for a, a little bit, and no matter what it was, you'd be like, all right, next one. 
Yeah, no. It was hockey. Be like next play. Exactly, and it, I mean, and that's how you learn. I mean, you learn by making mistakes. I think one of the one of the things that I really learned growing up, this wasn't in hockey. This was actually just because um, between me and my dad becoming a man. <laughs> well, in a way, but it was just like um, for a lot of the for a lot of my life, I really didn't want to work. I was like, and it wasn't because that I was I was lazy. It was because I was really afraid of screwing up. I was really afraid of um, getting into a situation at any particular job and um, not being able to handle it. And, you know, and that, that kind of idea scared me. And, you know, my, my dad was really, was really good to me in a lot of ways. And the fact that he, that he told me, he sat me down and he said, listen, things are going to happen, um, not, in, not even in a job, in life. You're not going to be prepared for it. You're not going to be able. You're not going to be able to figure out what's going on, and it's going to happen so quick. And you're not going to ho- not going to know how to respond. But that's how you learn, and that's how you grow. So I think that you know that's something that you need to really latch onto because you're going to meet things and you're going to meet obstacles in life, whether, regardless of what's going on, um, that yes. you're just not going to be able to account for. But that's just what happens. I mean, that's how you learn. And like, it's, it's not necessarily not caring. It's just being able to really to look at it, analyze what ha- just happened quickly, and quickly, and, and moving on, and move on. Um, and I think that I mean, and, and I think that's something that can really help people in all aspects of their life. I mean, we've been talking a lot about sports. I mean, I know you and I are both heavily involved in sports. I mean, you've been playing Driven basketball. Athletes, yes. Um, you know, you're playing Australian rules football now at a very high level. I mean, I've been playing hockey my entire life, and you know, it's. And it's something that we kind of get stuck in that mindset where we're like, oh, you know, it all it's all about like, you know, making the next play, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I mean, this is kind of advice and kind of stuff that really helps people in everyday life. Because yes, I mean, this will carry over in many aspects of life. We'll carry over into business. We're going to be competitors. If we take a financial loss one day, we're going to come back the next day and try to not only make up for it but improve, right? Yeah. No. I mean, I mean, when you think about, it, especially like. Um, you know, for instance, I'm studying film. You know, sometimes when you're on a shoot or something like that, things just don't go the way you planned. You you get all your footage at the end of the day, and you look at it, and you know, and none of it is what Should've you expect. Should have done this. Should've yeah, there's a that. boom mic and a shot, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> and it just doesn't work out. But you know what? The, it's hard. It's hard, and and you do get frustrated with the fact that you spent a lot of time working on something that is just not going to come out the way you the way you thought, and it's not going to be perfect, but. I mean, that's how you learn. I mean, especially when it comes to, you know, the kind of the more the creative aspect is it becomes into more of a creative uh, challenge of how you work around all of that and still produce something that's spectacular. And that's um, in a lot of ways, you know, working around that and finding ways to um, to kind of push through these obstacles is going to make you because not only going to make your product a lot better, but it's going to make you way better, way more well-rounded person, individual. And when you're not afraid to take risks, you're not afraid to make mistakes, you don't have that regret. One of my biggest regrets for my athletic career is not one thing. It is my entire mentality from my over-decade-long basketball career is that I was afraid to shoot because, one, I didn't want to disappoint my family, right? I didn't want to disappoint my dad and the, and the coaching staff. I also dis- didn't want to disappoint my teammates for missing I didn't want to look selfish for taking a shot, even if I was wide open, right? And the only shots I would take would be would be offensive rebounds, and that's not really a shot. It's more of a more of a putback. So my biggest regret is not shooting at all. I just didn't have 
the mindset because I was afraid to mess up and disappoint people when that's not the mentality you have to have. You've got to understand. Your team has to understand. And remember, even if it's an individual endeavor, you still have a team of support around you. It's understanding that the best way to attack that is to just do it with 100% effort. And if you miss, move on to the next one. Go go follow it up. Go get your rebound. It's a sports reference that applies to everything. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree 100%. I think that, I mean, when you when you think about all the the different aspects of um of what usually like halts a person's advancement in whatever they want to do whether it's you know training in sports or it's you know their job or whatever it's a lot of it is just um the fear of failure you don't want to hinder your own greatness and you don't want to get in your own way by worrying about what other people think about you Absolutely, I think yeah, because you you I mean you get stuck in it. Um, you, you uh, all of a sudden you're spending far more time um, thinking about um, how people are going to think instead of you know what you need to work on, and you just get in your own head instead of being able to just push it to the side and or analyze it quickly like we were talking about earlier and and move on. And, and then if you, some, and if it's someone you really care about, someone really important, you like a family member, like the ten to twenty people that mean the absolute most to you. And you really genuinely care about what they think, be honest with them. Absolutely. Talk to them. The worst type of miscommunication is no communication. Definitely learned that from from sports as well. (laughs) You're right. You know, communication is is definitely key in in pretty much every aspect of life. I mean, we mean we we talk about it in sports where we talk about the fact that if you're not talking, how can anyone know that you're open or you know, how can anybody know that you're, you know, you're, you're available for anything like that? But I think that, again, revolves in life like pretty much everything else we've been talking about. Um, you got to, I mean, you got to communicate. Um, I, th- I mean, how else are people going to really know what you're thinking? I just, it's that simple. I don't know how to <laughs> you know, really how to expand on it much more than that. It's, I mean, if you don't communicate how you feel or what you're thinking to other people, then there's no way that they can have any idea. I mean, you, you kind of assume you get into this point where... Assume it's bad. Um, you just assume that everything you think everyone else knows, but it doesn't matter if you're talking to the smartest person in the world unless you really express it. They're not going to know. We've talked about competing. We've talked about being a good teammate. We've talked about trusting the process. Mr. Lovejoy, let's talk about love. What are some of the things in life that you love, that you embrace, and help you to chase your dreams? Um, I think, okay, well, I mean, there's a, so what do I love? Um, well, I love hockey. That's number one. <laughs> I think that, uh, uh, hockey has been an amazing thing that, cause it's just taught me so much more about myself than I, than I re- think I really realized. Um, you know, you look back at it and you know, realize that I got a lot of my communication skills from it. I, 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 you really know how to read people. Um, you really know how to read reactions. You really know how to, you know, be on top of, be quick. I think with a lot of the things that you do, gave me obviously gave me my pretty good health. You know, I gotta gotta say it keeps healthy you in lifestyle, shape. Healthy lifestyle, healthy lifestyle keeps Positive you in shape. Healthy lifestyle is very important. Um, but I, I think some of the other things that that I really love is I really I think and I think that are really important to maintaining um, 
um, my goals in, in, in life is really my friends. I think that in a lot of really having like a core support group, we talk about this whole teammate thing like we did earlier with sports. And in a lot of ways, you know, get, finding a really good uh, like core group of friends is, is really important. I mean, they're the people who are going to drive uh, or help you drive for your goals. They're going to be the people who are going to be there for you when you fall because you're going to fall. 100%. And if you have a good core group of friends, I mean, you, you won't be you won't ever feel afraid to fall. You want to surround yourself with people that are like minded. That you want to be around and share the same visions you do. Absolutely. We're all dream yeah, chasers. I mean, it's here. it's really incredible to me how, uh, you know, I hear a lot of people when I was back home, I lived I, I come from like a very uh, rural area, like not a lot of people, country folk all this stuff. Um, and it, it, I was often really surprised at how many people um, were, you know, finding themselves in, in high elementary and high school and they would end up in a group and you would think of these people as such an individual. And then all of a sudden they'd get to high school and they just became part of this like click part of this group. And it, you'd be surprised. It's just like when you enter like a community, even if it's like a micro community, just like, you know, four or five, like a little tiny friend group, you'd be surprised at it. just, how much you guys all meld together, and I think that that's uh, um, a good proponent, pr good proponent to what you were talking about earlier. But you, you want to surround yourself with a, with, with um, people who are like-minded and you know, ambitious, just like you are, and really want to see the best in whatever they want to do. So I think that um, I think that, like I said, friends are another just thing that I love and that have really helped me achieve. A lot of what I'm, I'm a lot of the goals that I've already achieved, and a lot of the re and the re and they are going to be the reason that I achieve many more things. Peter Lovejoy, we have some breaking news. Yeah, we're sports fans. Yes, we are, <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> One of the biggest sporting events in the world, the Olympics. The International Olympic Committee has just awarded the 2024 Olympics to Los Angeles. California, USA. Thank God. Are you stoked? I am stoked. Paris 2028 as well. <laughs> well, hey, I'll try to get there for Paris, but at least the Los Angeles will be a little bit more manageable <laughs> for us. Um, but that, no, that's actually fantastic news. I'm, I'm really excited. I mean, I think having hosting a sporting event like the Olympics is, is really big because I think that it's a, finally a time that <laughs> for – for once in a while, this entire world seems to get along for a little bit. <laughs> and I think that, I mean, I've always been a big um, supporter of, you know, sports bringing people together. Absolutely. Um, I think that, I mean, you look at it from wherever you are. I mean, I'm a huge hockey fan. Beautiful. And I would be being able to just sit down with a bunch of different people, all, all love different teams, but we all love hockey, and that brings us together. And when you think about it, when it comes to the Olympics – I mean, just like 30, 40 events, people around the world getting together just to do something that they really, really love and really enjoy. And I, I'm, I'm proud that we're able to host it. I mean, it's been it's been a while since the last one we were able to host. Um, so was that like was that Lake Placid or was that? Um, it would be Atlanta '96 and Salt Lake, Lake City. City. Yeah, there we go. Salt Lake City '96. You are a Boston sports fan, huge Boston sports fan. All the Boston major teams. Jason Tatum. What a guy. Duke University. Now with the Boston Celtics. Do you like what you see from him? I've, are you kidding me? I mean, I don't know. I don't know the exact stats. I think he had 20-something points last game or against the Lakers. 
Uh, it was nice to see him put Ball on his heels a little bit. I mean, <laughs> Ball had a great game. Let's get you know. 11-11-11, not Levar bad. Levar or Lonzo? Oh, God, I don't... I, <laughs> it's hard to separate the two of them at this no, point. No, it's not. One of them plays in the NBA, and one of them averaged like two points a game in college or whatever. Yeah, well, the other one seems to be a little bit more <laughs> vocal with it. <laughs> and um, I'm You're, tired of talking about him. <laughs> so, then let's talk about Tatum. So let's talk about Tatum. I mean, no, I mean, he shows fantastic shooting ability. Uh, I mean, in the way he was, and he's just competing so well. I mean, we talked about competing, and we talked a whole, a whole lot about competing earlier. And you look at a, a young player was able to come into, you know, this, you know, it's a, admittedly it's the summer league, but, you know, he's going to come out against all of these guys who are also competing very hard. Some of them have been in the league for a while, some of them haven't. Um, but really, just putting up top numbers. I mean, you see him game in, game out, and he's just competing. He's putting every, I mean, every shot he puts up seems to be. If not in, it's just you know around the area. He's passing really well. I, uh, as a as a Boston sports fan, as someone who, who loves the Garden more than anything else in the world, it's good to see that we've got another score. You know, Isaiah Thomas can't do anything. The future is bright. <laughs> do everything rather for the Celtics. Hayward too. Gordon Hayward, absolutely great acquisition. I'm the excited. Las Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, that's exciting. Newest franchise in NHL. What do you like from them oh, besides their jerseys? But their jerseys are good. I like their jerseys. They're Not great. bad. Not bad at all. Um, I I was just surprised. I mean, the their management team from their general manager, the owner, oh the owners, whole they just did an amazing job. I mean, they they were they were put in. You know, a particular place with the fantasy draft, and they really they took it. They strong armed the entire league. They really did a great job. They got players where they wanted, when they wanted players, and when they wanted, and they when they talked to teams that wanted to save some of their players. Like you, you think about like teams like San Jose. San Jose had both Patrick Marlowe, um, Joe Thornton on uh, that were up for fantasy draft. But you know, a lot of the things that um, a lot of the things that the Golden Knights like ownership did was that they'd talk to these teams and they'd be like, "Well, we're not going to take Joe or or Patrick um, if you give us a pick and um, something else." So you know, they strong armed these uh, these other teams to into uh, giving them a a team that's going to be good now. The expansion draft is kind of like a fantasy draft yeah. in this league. It's pretty it's pretty <laughs> talent heavy. It's pretty talent heavy. So they basically they've got a t- they've got five all stars on their team already. Five yeah five previous all stars played zero on, games. Yeah on their team, and they've got um, and they've got a bunch of first round picks in the next couple of years. They're gonna be a team that's the good wild now. Card. <laughs> they are a wild yeah, card. Yeah, they're 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 a team that's going to be good now. And they're going to be good, and they're going to get even better in the future. I have absolutely no idea whether they're going to be good or not. I really, I, I really, I really don't think know. they're good. I mean, I think that something. I mean, when you look at what, who they have, yeah, they got Mark Andre Fleury for the, for as a goalie, and I think he's going to be the starting goaltender. Um, and one of the things that I, I really like about Fleury is that he's a proven goalie. He's won Stanley Cups. I mean, the last couple of years he's been a little bit of a uh, had a little bit of a rough couple of years because of uh, you know losing the starting job to Murray. Um, you know, to to Murray's credit, he played hell of a two years. I mean, he's been in the league for two years. He's got two Stanley Cups. I mean, it's kind of hard to. Uh, That's a good strike. It's right, a good. Uh, it's a good winning percentage there. Um, so you know, there's a, there was a little bit of I feel I feel like Flurry um, probably got in his own head a little bit um, with that because you know you lose your your starting job to a rookie. He wins the cup two years. He kind of gets the gold star for that. <laughs> but it's not like Flurry's a bad goalie. And now that he's given, he's gotten a new chance to start for a new, for a brand new team. It's like getting draft. It's like, I mean, he got drafted again. But it's like you know, getting 
drafted back into the league because you know it's a brand new start rejuvenating you know you, the fountain you're, of you're, you're, you're I and mean, honestly it's a perfect position i mean he's got enough experience playing in this league that he knows how to handle it he's a veteran goalie now he's got to be able to handle sin city yeah and the thing <laughs> I, I have a feeling that most hockey players will be able to handle sin city we're not as bad as the rest <laughs> <laughs> he uh, <laughs> is peter lovejoy you can follow him on instagram at 22 love productions and on twitter at peter 22 love you can follow us on twitter at nib underscore podcast on instagram at nothing in between podcast send your emails to nib podcast at gmail.com and join our reddit community reddit.com slash r slash nothing in between peter lovejoy you as the guest you get to ask the hashtag nib flamethrower question all right that's cool all right sweet i've been waiting for this Entire podcast. What do you want the audience to answer? Can I using can the I, hashtag NIB flamethrower? Um, can I ask two questions? Two questions. If it can fit into a tweet, yeah. Oh, hmm. We'll make right. it fit. We'll make it fit. We'll make it fit. So, hashtag NIB flamethrower. What has been the single thing that has held you back the most in your life? And if you want to do another one, what is the absolute weirdest ice cream flavor you've ever come in contact with? That's it. Those are two amazing questions from Peter Lovejoy, marketing director for Nothing Between Podcasts and Highest Honor Productions. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following. Thank you for being a part of our community. Subscribe if you like what you heard. And keep chasing those dreams.